Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. Tell him, say, Lord, you are more than enough for me. Whatever I desire, whatever I want, you are more than enough. I know you can do it. I know you can give it to me. I know you can make a way. I know you can do what no man can do. You are more than enough. Thank you for such a time as this. Be glorified and be magnified, O Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for this morning. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, as we go into our go with us, speak to us. Glorify your name. Put the devil to shame. Let none of us remain the way we came. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seats. We are welcome. Let's open our eyes to Luke 21, verse, we are going to read from verse eight, 7 to verse 11. Luke 21, verses 7 to 11. Luke 21. I'll, rather, I'll take it from verse 12. I'll take it from verse 12. I'll go back to that verse 7 later. Luke 21, 12 to 19. I'll go back to 7 to 11 later. 12 to 19. But before all these things, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And each shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what you shall answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gain sin or resist. Amen. He said, you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kings, both and friends. Some of you shall they cause to be put to death. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not an ear of your head perish. In your patience, possess ye your souls. Praise the Lord. We've been looking at the topic we call journey to fulfillment. Uh, we took a two weeks break because of number one, Easter Sunday, and number two, well, anointing service that we had last Sunday. And so we want to continue this morning, the journey to fulfillment. Um, that was why I made reference to Luke 21, verse 7 to 11. In that passage, the Lord Jesus Christ was talking about the things that will happen before the end times. There are things that we're all familiar with. When you go to Luke 21, verse 7 to 11, he highlighted some things. The first thing he said, in verse 8, I'm just going to uh, highlight on it. He said, and he said, take heed that ye be not deceived. Tell somebody, be not deceived. Be not deceived. So, brethren, whose responsibility is, is it? To be deceived or not to be deceived? Whose is it? Is it pastor's responsibility? He said, 
take heed. In other words, there is that tendency for us to be deceived. When I say take heed, that is pay attention. Like they tell us, all that glitters is what? It's not gold. Take heed. Pay attention. Be not deceived. You have a responsibility, brethren, if you will not be deceived. And what do you need to take, take note of? There are signs that Christ has given unto us. He said, many shall come in my, in my name. He said, many shall come and say they are the Christ. He said, but do not go after them. Take heed. The Bible tells us how he will come. He will not come quietly and say, I've arrived though. Is that how Jesus will come? <laughs> when he comes, he will come out in the air. The only time for him to come quietly, he has come. The people he came to save did not recognize him. Until he went back. But when he comes back, the Bible says, all eyes shall see. And if you and I are still alive, when he comes back, we will all see him. And we'll go with him in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, we'll go with him in Jesus' name. Amen. He said, many shall come in his name, but do not go after them. There shall be wars and rumors of wars. You know, that's one thing that is constant in this world. Is that not so? Yes, sir. It's a constant key. There's always what? A war and rumors of war. The rumors that are going on now is that China will invade, what's that island called? They say China, China will invade Taiwan any moment from now. One jester on the, on the TV said, U.S. should invade Canada. <laughs> rumors of war. There's always something going on. I mean, we woke up a week ago and in Sudan, they started fighting. When you get to the root of what they are fighting for, you realize that it's something to do with them. It's just the manipulation of people that have manufactured weapons that have not tested them. They're looking for where to test them. And they'll get one general against one major. And they begin to fight. They are killing their people. They are destroying their land. Sudan just came out of war. And now they are what? They are back in it. Wars and rumors of wars. Commotions. What did I say? Commotions. It gets to a point in time that things don't make sense again. Human lives are no longer valuable. Just, I mean, he's just one. Let one person die and then we'll protect ten. Or let hundred die and we'll protect the nation. Commotions. Kingdoms shall rise against kingdoms. Nations shall rise against nations. Great earthquakes in diverse places. Which type of earthquake? Great, not ordinary. Great earthquake. See, these things happen to call our attention to the fact that the end is near. That's only the end is near. The end is near. Famines. Famines. No rain. No water. You can't plant anything. And it's all, I mean, we always, we always have a way of, of uh, uh, what is, analyzing things off. It's global warming. Yes, global warming. Our mommies who are here know. And our daddies that go to the grocery store once in a while. Is that not so? The, 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 the conflicts you used to buy $4 before. How much is it now? And it's not coming back. That's the funny part of it. 
Once it goes up, it doesn't fall down. It doesn't come back again. The meat you could buy. I remember when I came to Canada, I made a comment that, look, I, I may not have a cow. I may be struggling to pay my rental, but in this country, I will do what? I will eat. <laughs> that was my first discovery when I came to this country. Brethren, there was food galore. And the food was cheap. If I, then, if I went to no freeze with $2, or let me, let, me, let me say $5. I know what I will come out with. Try it today. Yes. Whatever you come back with, with $5, before you can be satisfied, you will pray on it. <laughs> For divine multiplication. That's why we are going. Oh, we are, I mean, maybe there's rain, there's no, they say it's global warming. Or maybe it is uh, COVID-19. Or maybe it's COVID-25 that is coming. Whatever it is. But brethren, the end is at hand. Pestilences. And that one is very easy. Is that not so? Pestilences. Fearful signs. Things that will see that will make you afraid. Fearful sights. I read somewhere and they said, they said a new ocean as, I mean, will soon, be, will soon divide Africa into a new continent. Or to two new continents. I know many of us have heard that. They said there's a crack somewhere. It's, it's always this Sudan place. <laughs> there's a crack somewhere there that it will, it, will be, it will be enlarging little by little. Then one day it will get to the ocean and then the water will come through. And when, once it comes through, Africa will be divided into two new world continents. Fearful signs. And they're great signs from heaven. Remember when the Bible talks about heaven, there is what is called the first heaven, the second heaven, and the third heaven. When you wake up one day and you see balloon in the air, and they say it's from China, things are happening. Is that not so? There's a battle for the soul of our earth. And the battle today is between China, Russia, and America. And very soon, God's own country will overtake all of them. Amen. Amen. But you see, the Bible says, before these things happen, there's something about the elect of God. The Bible says they will be persecuted. They will be imprisoned. They will be prosecuted. Are we together, brethren? They will be what? Persecuted, imprisoned, and prosecuted. They will take you to court for no reason. They will take you to court because somebody just does not like you. Have you been hearing cases of people that have been exonerated after they've been in prison for 40 years? And they find out that the, the, the what do they call those people? The government lawyer. The government, what, what somebody mentioned? Prosecutor. The prosecutor. They just made up their mind that this Josiah must be the one that committed this crime. Even if there's nothing to hold him responsible, they will implicate him. And some prosecutors were notorious for that. I pray for you. The day the road is hungry, you will not be on the road. Amen. The day a messenger of the devil is out to implicate someone, he will not find you. Amen. Brethren, there's evil on earth. And that's the truth. It's not a matter of what you want or not. But the Bible says, for you and I, 
it shall be an occasion for what? For a testimony. Amen. For what? See, that's why I said at the beginning, we're talking about, I mean, I love the way you father me. That's a testimony of the, the I hope this is correct English, of the fatherless of our father. Is that correct English? It's a testimony of how God is a good father. There's no father as good as he is. Even the fathers in the house can attest to that. Is that not so? I love the way you father me. You protect me. You provide for me. You guide me. You know the things I need that I don't even know. And you ensure that when I need them, they are what? They are available. That's a testimony. When you look at this, I mean, Luke 21, verse 13, in the Good News uh, translation, it says, this will be your chance to tell the good news. It will be your chance to do what? You will tell good news. You will tell good news. In the NASB, New American Standard Bible said, it will lead to an opportunity for you to do what? For your what? For your testimony. An opportunity. Remember, we always say, if there's no test, there's no testimony. Do you realize that? You've got to get to a point where things are beginning to look impossible. Things are beginning to look precarious. Things are beginning to look dangerous. And then God comes through. He will come through for you. He will come through for you. A testimony, brethren, is either of two things. A testimony is either an opportunity for you to talk, I mean, to, to tell all about God. And I want you to do what? For you to tell all about God. So when you are giving a testimony, you are saying, brethren, listen to me. Hear me. Hear what God has done for me. Has God done something for you? Some people are not sure. Has God done something for you? You will have a testimony in Jesus' name. You remember Revelation chapter 12 verse 11. Makes us realize that testimony is a weapon of warfare. If we effectively use it. Brethren, the Bible says that for everything, there's a season. And a time for all things under the sun. There's a time for you to talk. When that time comes, don't keep quiet. Tell somebody, don't keep quiet. As you say, don't keep quiet. Because the Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That blood has been shed upon the cross of Calvary. That blood is available for you and I. But then by what? By the word of their testimony. It's an opportunity for you to talk, to tell all about God. The second type of testimony is that it's an opportunity for God to talk about himself. An opportunity for what? God to talk about himself. So when the opportunity for testimony comes, it's either you are doing two things. You are talking to people about God or God is talking about who? Brethren, testimony is never about you. It's about who? It's about God. It's about God. It's about what God has done. It's about who God is. It's about the doors he has opened that no, that were impossible to be opened, if not for his intervention. 
Psalm 19, verse 7 to 10. Psalm 19, verse 7 to 10. The Bible says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the world the simple. When you are in a position for God to talk about himself through you, people that look at you as simple, as uneducated, as foolish, will come back and say, you are wise. Tell somebody you are wise. So long as you are with this God, you are wise. That's why um, um, uh, Peter, when he stood before the congregation and began to declare about Jesus, the Bible says they looked at them and saw that they were what? Uneducated, common men. But they took note of one thing. They had been with who? Jesus, when you have been with him, gives you a testimony. Jesus, when you have been with him, gives you a word to tell the world about himself. Peter did not stand and say, hey, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. I am a disciple of Jesus. And he taught us many things. Is that what he was saying? He was declaring about Jesus. And as he was declaring about Jesus, they said, wow. I know this man. This was the man that said, you are a disciple of Jesus. I said, I don't know him. That's an expensive joke. That's the same man that is standing before the elder and saying, this Jesus, whom you took, whom you killed, faith in him has made this man whole. And they looked and said, wow, no wonder. He was with Jesus. When you have been with Jesus, it must speak for through you. When you have been with Jesus, the testimony must come for through you. A testimony. We said it's God speaking of himself through you. And it will speak for through you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, that's why at times your testimony is not what you say. Do you realize that? It's what people see concerning you. It's not, it's not what you say. Remember Psalm 126? Psalm 126? I believe that's it. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that did what? So then the heathens were the ones that looked at them and said, God has done great things for them. If the heathens are looking at you today, what would they say? Would they look at you and say, eh, well, sorry, oh, but we don't see anything to say. How do you guys say, ah, there's a difference. We see something we cannot explain. It must be the work of your God. That's a testimony. Your life will be a testimony to God in Jesus' name. Amen. Your testimony, will, I mean, your, your, your situation will be a testimony to God in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember that man that was born blind in John chapter 9. They came to Jesus and said, who did sin that this man was born blind? What did Jesus say? So nobody sinned. He said, but that the name of the Lord might be glorified in him. The name of the Lord will be glorified in you. Amen. I said it will be glorified in you. Amen. The wisdom that the Lord grants to you when you stand accused is rooted in the word. That's why Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. And when you go to that same Psalm, verse 105, he says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you need the word of God to be guided aright in this world of sin. 
You need the word of God to be guided around in this world of darkness. That's what this world is noted for. This is a world that eulogizes, that would lift up darkness and push light aside. But the Bible says, you are the light of the world. Tell somebody, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And you will shine in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will shine in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, let your light so shine that they may do what? They will see your good work and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Can you please ask your neighbor, is your light shining? Is your light shining? Ask your neighbor one more time, is your light shining? Because, brethren, your light is your testimony. That it's impossible for light not to be seen in the midst of darkness. Is that not so? People will look at you and say, I may not know how, but you are different. In fact, maybe there's something radiant about you today. Do you remember the story of Moses? He went to the mountain. He was with God for 40 days. He came down from the mountain. He did not know that his face was shining. But all the people that saw him, they saw that what? Your face will shine. Somebody does not like that prayer. I said your face will shine. You will attract good. You will repel evil. Darkness shall not be your companion. In Jesus' name. The Bible wants us to understand that there is something called the testimony of Jesus. What did I call it? Revelation chapter 1 verse 2. Revelation chapter 1 verse 2. This was Paul, I mean, John the Beloved, on the, when he was on the island of Patmos. He said, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. The testimony of Jesus we are made to understand is the office committed to the prophets of testifying concerning what God will do. Of doing what? Testifying concerning what God will do. Remember what Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says? Anybody remember? Can two walk together except they be in agreement? Maybe you want to ask that brother sitting near you. Are you in agreement with God? If you are not in agreement with him, you cannot walk with him. Are we together, brethren? There is something called the spirit. I mean, the testimony of Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus Christ is committed to those who are in agreement with him. So a man will look at you and say, yes. John chapter 4, right? It's in John chapter 4. That woman at the, at the, at the pool, she went, she, she went to those people in, this, in, in Samaria and said, come, I've just met a man. He told me all that I've ever done. Is this not the Messiah? Now they came, they listened to Jesus, and they faced and said, now we believe he's the Messiah. Not because of what you said, but because we have heard him. We have listened to him. He has spoken unto us. That's where God wants to take you. So you can stand anywhere you are and say, I have the testimony of who? Of Jesus. So you can say, I've met him. 
I've met him. He changes situations. He changes individuals. The testimony of Jesus was the reason that John found himself on the island of Patmos. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 9, he said, I, John, am your brother. I'm your companion in tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, I was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for what? The testimony of Jesus Christ. Revelation 1 9. I was on that island for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I have a word to give. That's why I was on that island. And the Bible makes us to understand, brethren, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, that there was a dragon. There was a dragon that was that fought with a woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed and those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So, the testimony of Jesus is something that you and I are expected to do what? To have. To have. To have the testimony of Jesus. The dragon persecuted that woman. In Revelation chapter 12. But the Bible tells us that God came through for her and her husband. And I have a hope for someone here today. God will come through for you. Amen. God will come through for your children. Amen. God will come through for your seed. Amen. The future you don't see, God sees. And he will make way for you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says that, I mean, that Revelation chapter 12. Verse 13 to verse 16. He said, when the dragon saw that he was cast onto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. But look at the first thing that happened in verse 14. To the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and have a time and from the face of the serpent. Remember Exodus chapter 19 verse 4. He said, how I did what? How I bear you on eagle's wings. And I did what? And brought you to myself. God will bear you on eagle's wings. Amen. Going a step further. God will bear you on the wings of the wind. Amen. God will bear you on wings that will lift you up. Amen. Far above every persecution and distraction in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in verse 15, it says, The serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. But what happened? The earth helped that woman. The earth will help you. Amen. Somebody does not like that prayer. Do you know that if the earth is against you, you are done for? Do you realize that? If the earth turns against you, it means there is nothing you do on this earth that can prosper. That will not be your portion. Amen. And so I pray for you one more time. The earth will help you. Amen. Some people, when the earth opened, the earth did what? Swallow them. But in the case of this woman, when the earth opened, the earth swallowed that which troubled her. Is somebody with me today? The earth will open and swallow that which troubles you in Jesus' name. Amen. Every dragon after your star will fall in the name of Jesus. Amen. That dragon you've been seeing in your dream that has been chasing you. Today marks an end to that dragon in the name of Jesus. 
Because the Lord will help you. Every masquerade that you have that has been chasing your glory, I speak to those masquerades. I say, receive the fire of God in Jesus' name. Amen. I say that masquerade will fall in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every flood of life that is after your destiny, the ground will swallow in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every troubles that have been arrayed and prepared for you, the Bible says, He that digeth a pit. Shall fall into it. And a serpent shall bite him that breaks through a wall. Whosoever has dug a pit for you will fall into his pit in the name of Jesus. Because it's not only the earth that will help you, God will help you. Jesus will help you. You will have a new song, you will have a testimony. And more importantly, you will be a testimony. Tell someone, I am a testimony. As if they say, I am a testimony. As I round up Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. Say, But thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Everybody, fear not. Fear not. The situation that is facing you indeed is a difficult one. But you can only succumb to it if you fear. Tell that brother or that sister now, say, Fear not. That's the word of God, brethren. It's the word of God. He said, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. In other words, for as long as you are his, for as long as you belong to this living God, his word to you today is what? Fear not. When you continue to look at the situation, like the case of Peter, when he was walking upon the water, when you continue to look at the situation, you begin to do what? You begin to sink. But you take your eyes off the situation and you focus your attention on Jesus. You won't even know how the situation will be, dissol- will be resolved. You won't even know how it will disappear. Amen. You will just know that when, like that blind man said, once I was blind, now I see. He said, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, you will not be born. Amen. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Amen. This passage does not say that, hey, you will enter the fire. No. He said, when you enter, the fire cannot consume you. Amen. You will walk through the fire. And like the three Hebrew brethren, there will be no smell of smoke upon you. Amen. And I know there are some people here today that what you have passed through, is worse than fire. Is that not so? Oh, I know what I'm saying, brethren. There are individuals here today that, I mean, if fire had burned you and they said, look at the scar, it would have been easier for people to understand what you went through. But because there's no physical fire, people don't understand. But you know that what you have gone through is worse than fire. But I have a word for someone here today. It's a very simple word. Cheer up. Tell somebody, cheer up. Because your salvation has come. Because your deliverance has come. Because your testimony has come. Because God is on your side. And it's only God. Jesus is on your side. There's only one thing. If you are not on his side, 
He cannot complete what he wants to do for you. And that's my question for you this morning as I round up. Are you on the Lord's side? Are you on Jesus' side? Does he know you? Or are you alien to him? Let's bow down our heads. And let's ask ourselves that question. Am I on the Lord's side? Am I on Jesus' side? Does he know me? Are we related? Or are we not? Talk to him this morning. Is there for you? There's a testimony that is prepared specially and specifically for you. And you are going to manifest the glory of God. But you must be on the Lord's side. Are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus? If you have not done so, this is the opportunity. Those of us watching online, and those of us in house, if you've not given your life to him, just say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this morning or this afternoon. Come into my life. Come in today. Take hold of me. That testimony you have prepared for me, I want you to spring forth. I want men to rejoice with me. But I know that my foundation is that I'm living, I'm running a race with you. Write my name in the book of life. And let's start a fresh, a new journey beginning from this day. Now, every one of us, I want us to pray. I say, Father, perfect your testimony in my life. Perfect your testimony in my situation. Perfect that testimony, Lord. Talk to him, talk to him, talk to him. Perfect your testimony in my life, in my situation, Lord. I want to be a carrier of the testimony of Jesus. I want the testimony of Jesus to spring forth in me, to come through in me. I want to be a testimony. I want men to look at me and say, Oh, this is not possible but for God. This is not possible but for Jesus. Oh, brethren, talk to him. Talk to him. He's a good God. He's a wonderful. That's why you are here today. That's why you are listening online. Tell him. Tell him, Father, make me a testimony. Make me a testimony. Let the testimony of Jesus shine forth in me. Come through in me. Let me not be a casualty of the end time activity. Oh, yes. Some people will be left behind. Why don't you tell the Lord, say, Lord, I don't want to be left behind. All right, instead of people making the prayer, say, Father, I will not be left behind. If you mean it, if that's what, tell the Lord, I will not be left behind. You are my father. I have no other father. I choose to be with you. I choose to go with you. I choose to accept with you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I love you, Lord. Tell him that you love him. Very important this morning. Tell Jesus that you love him. Tell him that, I, that you love him. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. He desires that we share that adoration with him. But not many get to that point. Tell him I love you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. The glorified and glorified in Jesus' name. Listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.